Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well i know how you're feeling i know how you're feeling man you don't like it you hate this feeling you go into the season myself included thinking this team is going to be really good and you still have an entire season to right the wrong from last night the season is not over with it isn't. You've got a lot you got to work on. You have a lot you have to fix. The good news is we're talking about that here tonight. We're going to do like we do every single Monday in the plain portion of the year. We're going to do our film breakdown. Things that stood out. Things that got to be fixed. And look, man, we're taking the gloves off. We're taking, we're taking the gloves off. I am not trying to ridicule. I'm not going to be ridiculing players. There's a lot of great dudes on this team. They got to be better in certain situations, and they know that. Saying a guy needs to be on a bench, okay, is not putting down on somebody. We're going to talk about the truth. And nothing but the truth, so help you, God. So tonight, what I'm going to need you to do is buckle in because it's not going to be some of you will think it's not going to be pretty and maybe it won't we'll break the game down here tonight what do I think LSU needs to do now mainly everybody needs needs to take a deep breath take a deep breath you got a game this week against Grambling State come on You lose against Grambling State. You look bad against Grambling State. You have much more issues than you anticipate. You have a long season to go. you got to continue to do what you need to do. You can win the West again. You can win the West again. It's in front of you. Alabama's not the juggernaut that everyone, you know, in years 
past that they were. You got beat by a playoff team. Game rewatch the game multiple times, three times today. You are down seven with the first play going into the fourth quarter. Some things changed. The Brian Thomas Jr. catch, which for the life of me, I, I really do believe that some people don't know that or have not played football. And by the way, if you want to call us out, call us out. Tag us in it. Don't be passive-aggressive pieces of shizite. Tag us in it. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> look, a lot of people tag us in a lot of stuff. Florida State fans, rightfully so, been talking a lot of shit. Good on them. They deserve to be able to talk shit after last night. It is what it is. But we, where do we need to go from here? Carter Bryant, like he does every Monday, joins us at 7.30. We'll do a week one recap around college football. And NFL week one starts now. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says, B- Bryant Thomas has to catch that ball. There's no question about that. Like, guys, is the ball underthrown? Y- yeah, it's underthrown. you got to catch the ball. T- saying that your quarterback is going to make the best throw – Every single throw is not going to happen. It's not. Malik neighbors fall down, but that's not that's not the biggest issue that I have. That I have. Not the biggest issue that I have. Hal Jubin says Blake don't know or don't you know we are losing to Grambling State and going seven and five or six and six. LOL. Just kidding. <laughs> yes, indeed. Harold Hibbert says, listening live, Blake, from Denham Springs, Louisiana. Yeah, where's everybody listening to us from tonight? I, I did the, the area codes, but I'm not, I guess, really good with my area codes, especially if they're not in the state of Louisiana. Where are you in location in reference to city? Not, not, not. Don't put any more of the, the zip codes. That was my fault because I do not know them. <laughs> uh, C. King says, Brian Kelly was brought here to sustain st- sustain stability. LSU should never get beat that bad by anyone. I do agree by that. I do agree with that. Jordan B. says that Major Burns should sit. He says, Sam and Brooks at safety, deuce in the slot. You, no. Uh, Denver and Alexander on the boundary. Just wishful thinking. We'll talk about that. Uh, Ewell on YouTube says, I, f- I feel good still. Long season, SEC West still can be won. 1,000% can. 1,000% can. The, the one thing, so there's a couple of things here. And you know what? I'm going to wait. I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Okay, because I'm coming out of the break with it. Look, I have prepped more than a chef in a Gordon Ramsay's kitchen. You can call me Chef Boyardee. We have been breaking this game down all day long. All day long. LSU all day, every day on YouTube says, time to have a serious talk about Brian Kelly and big games. You mean like Bama? I mean, yeah, he can't lose that. He can't lose that. The official college football chatter on YouTube says, Oklahoma City. Chris H. says, New Orleans, Louisiana. Greg says, live from Auburn, Alabama, War Eagle. Dang, we got an Auburn man in here tonight. 
Cindy Mercer says, listening from Epps, Louisiana. Kenny Mack says, Beaumont, Texas. I like it out there in Beaumont. Orlando says, our guy pressure. Michael says, Orlando as well. Terry Dillahousse says, he's in the bag. New Iberia. Jason says, the bro bridge. Rain is in the building. Rob Boudreaux says here in the 337. Uh, what's the big, me and my brother went to that place. What's the big boot in place in the 337? Um, shoot. Purple Kush says, Waterville, Maine. How about that? Waterville, Maine. Maine is in the building. Maine is in the building. Jason Dooley says, go Tigers from the ATL. Thank you for joining us, Jason. Chili Vic says, ask Blake after chilling for the day. I still think Kyron Lacey should be benched. <sighs> yeah, so look, we're taking the gloves off a little bit here tonight. We're taking some of the gloves off. I'm not, I am not bashing players. We have to break this down the right way. If, if I get in trouble for doing that, then shame on everybody else for me saying that maybe somebody else needs to be in a position. You know, this whole thing about, oh, well, you're pulled the credential. You know, like, why can we not be realistic? How can your head coach go out there and say the same thing that I'm, a lot of things I'm about to say here tonight too, but God forbid if somebody in the media does it. Oh, and by the way, if you're blaming us, I got blamed. People are blaming me for the loss. Okay. Okay. Weren't saying that in the first half when LSU was up 17-14. Didn't get those. It is a four-quarter game, though. Jeff Miley. What's up, Milo? Says, Braden Swenson needs to get more opportunities off the edge moving forward. I was impressed with him. It's going to be interesting to see how they use him. Going to be interesting to see how they use him. Um, but I agree. Thank you so much, buddy, for the super chat. Uh, Keith says, Orlando, go Knowles, but I have nothing but respect for LSU. You might be, Keith, the best Knoll fan that we've encountered. Ah, Billy's Boudin. Yeah, we went to Billy's Boudin. That's it. Got me one of those Pepper Jack um, Boudin balls. Got some crackling. And we got something else that was really good, too. Billy's, man, it was the bomb. 337, man, they know how to do it. Micah on YouTube says, Blake, don't uh, people don't realize JD5, JD5, Jaden Daniels, threw for 22 for 37 for 350. Think uh, it's him plus rushing yards. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a lot tonight. We're going to talk about that a lot tonight. LSU Tigers on YouTube. What a hell of a name. I wonder if this is the official one. I doubt it. Says, Ads Blake, would you be surprised if LSU lets it all out next week and wins by 50 plus? I wouldn't. That would be the least surprising thing uh, of the weekend. All right, two more, then we'll get rolling. Hal Juven says, Blake, yep, there are a bunch of people that are blaming the media for the loss. It's quite funny, actually. Yeah, I mean, come on. You, again, we'll talk about, we'll talk about it. You can't have drops in crucial situations. You can't have drops in crucial situations. And Chili Vic, I, I see your has, hashtag Ash Blake. Um, I'm not going to answer that because it's a part of what we're talking about here tonight.
It's going to be a tough show, man. It's going to be a tough show, but we all need to listen to it. We all need to talk about it. All right, let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, hit that like button. Share to all those groups. Share to all those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. Every time you get a like, a new new LSU fan is born. Every time you hit the subscribe, two are born. Every time that you hit the notification bell, three are born. And when you do all three, to make it number four, LSU wins in NIL. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button, notification bell, and all that good stuff wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. If you're watching this on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. GM, Varno, and Sons, we got a lot to discuss. Buckle up. Here we go. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're, We're back. back. Texas still isn't. They got a massive game this week against Alabama. Let's see what happens. Can Texas finally do something of relevance? Uh, Not just only in the SEC, but in college football in general. Here's the truth. And nothing but the truth. The biggest thing in rewatching this game from last night Clearest, clearest day. Clearest day. Do I think that Jane Daniels got better at some of the things that he needed to do through the year, sitting in the pocket, trying to get the ball down the field? I do. I think he's gotten better throwing the football from what we saw from him a year ago. If you don't, if you don't agree with that, go watch the games from last year. Go watch Auburn. Hell, go watch Florida State. There was a concerted effort for him sitting in the pocket and throwing the ball down the field. Throwing the ball down the field. He did it eight times. Six were dropped. Six were dropped. So when I look at what LSU did, so my buddy, Trey, 
from GM Varno and Sons. Now, he didn't send me the drop part. I went and put the film together to look at it. He sent me something very alarming today. Very, very alarming. LSU, last night, threw 18 passes, 10 yards or less. Now, the yak yardage, the yards after catch LSU had, amazing. 200-plus is amazing. But they had, they were 4 for 7 on the left side. They were 0 for 1 in the middle, 0 for 1 in the middle, 0 for, 0 for 1 in the uh, far right part of 10 yards plus, so 15 to 17 to 20 yards. Jane Daniels had multiple drops. That's not the – the drops are, are an issue, yes. He's got to continue to force the ball more down the field. It's not a question. But as we talked about last night, we're going to talk about here tonight. You did not utilize him in the right way. You're trying to take a Garrett Nussmeyer type of quarterback, sit back in the pocket, let it rip, and apply it to a guy that needs to be out in space. Let me say that again. Jane Daniels has no business sitting in the pocket for 44 straight snaps. Get him on the run. Get him on the move. Because multiple times in the game, when you ran the, the RPO zone read with him, he ran it and picked up 10 yards. He actually did that four times in the game last night where you ran an RPO when he got out in space and used his legs. Two other times when you did that, he would throw the ball to Mason Taylor that would get you another 31 total yards. And one of those plays got the penalty on top of it. The game plan offensively and what will help Jane Daniels succeed is a lot like what you saw last night from Florida State. Getting your quarterback on the move that's an athlete. Not letting him sit back in the pocket. It's not his biggest strength. Let's call it what it is. It's not a massive strength. It's not supposed to be. He's not that type of quarterback. Now, I am not calling for Jane Daniels to be benched. Not even remotely close. But if you're going to drop back to pass 47 times, He's not the guy that will lead you to massive amounts of success if you're not going to get him outside the pocket. If you're not going to have design runs for him, it's not going to work. But he did sit in the pocket and deliver, and what, guys, he threw for 300-plus. He did not play statistically in the completions as bad as it was but even from a year ago, this receipt, how many times have we come on the show and said, this team led last year led the SEC in drops? They had critical drops on third down. Forget my forget the take. The ball underthrown to Brian Thomas in the left in the left part of the field. Oh, it's underthrown. Who gives a shit? When the ball hits you in the numbers, you have to come down with the football. It's the bottom line. It is the bottom line. Well, he underthrew it. Who cares? If the ball hits you in the chest, you have what we're supposed to believe 
is really talented athletes at the wide receiver position. You do. You do. You gotta catch the football. Florida State had multiple drops from Johnny Wilson last night. And when it did, when Florida State had all of their drops in the first half, LSU was going into halftime leading 17-14. Now, I agree with Brian Kelly to go for it on fourth and goal at the first possession of the game. But not getting the other one, at some point, yeah, you got to kick the field goal. In a close game like that, you got to be up 20 to 14 going into halftime. You are only down a touchdown going into the fourth quarter. You got blanked. Staying offensively, I am not going to call for anybody to be benched. But if you're going to have those issues, and Jaden doesn't fully trust if Kyron Lacey across the middle is going to make the catch, you're going to have to find somebody that he does trust. Or scheme up something for a guy, Mason Taylor, that he does trust. You did not get 86 the ball enough, in my opinion. It's a key to victory. You've got to give him the ball. You've got to give him the ball. Didn't do it enough. But we saw guys like Chris Hilton in the offseason. We saw guys like Aaron Anderson take a bubble screen 60 for a tutty against this DB unit, which we'll talk about. But a muffed punt from Aaron Anderson. Now, I don't know if he's hurt or not. I will concede because he didn't come back in the game. But Aaron Anderson, we saw the explosiveness that he can have on that one little bubble screen that went seven yards. Give him more touches and gain his confidence because he is a really good athlete. You cannot continue to have these type of drops, man. You can't. You just can't. You got to convert when your defense gives you three and outs. You got to go get points regardless of what kind of points it is. I look at this. I know we talked about this on the post game. You muff the punt, but Chestnut gets the interception. Kyron Lacey gets a drop right out the gate. Right out the gate, Daniels on a slant to Kyron Lacey that would have been a first down dropped. Jane Daniels uh, on her zone read gets eight, and then you have a batted down pass because the right side of your offensive line got pushed back into Jane's lap. You got a punt. You got a punt there. Then the defense, who three straight times that they have to go on the field, give you a three and out in the first half. The defense, would Benson would go for two for Florida State. Coleman catches a quick screen for four yards. Delay of game. Norvell, though, does get the timeout. Travis uh, throws a ball up in the air while getting hit, and Greg Brooks nor Harold Perkins can come down with the interception. They punt. You got to go get seven. You got to go get seven. Games, when you are giving them more possessions to get back in the game, when your defense is getting off the field and you can't go down and get points, you will get beat every single time. You cannot allow for teams 
to stay around with you. If you do, you're going to get, you saw what happened last night. You're going to get beat. Here's probably the most controversial thing that we'll say of the night. Lance Hard's ready. Lance Hard's ready. And if he's not ready right now, let him go get the game reps against Grambling and start getting ready. You've got to move Emory Jones to right guard. It, it, it's not a debate anymore. You've got to move Miles Frazier out, Emory Jones at right guard, and Lance Hurd has to play right tackle starting Saturday. Now, if he doesn't start and you rotate him in, you want to get him some, some quality reps, get him quality reps. Grambling, right tackle, Lance Hurd. You're going to have to find a way to get a push in the running game. Your running game was abysmal. Your running game was abysmal. Holly Rowe comes off to the sidelines and says that the Florida State defensive line said that they're targeting number 70. Did not play a good game. And, and I like Miles Frazier. I do like Miles Frazier. I do think that he's a right tackle playing right guard. And the physicality of the interior is getting he's getting his ass kicked at times. He is a right tackle in the league. Call a scout buddy of mine. He's been with the Eagles for, I think, nine years now in the scouting department. I asked him about the game last night in Miles Frazier. He said that kid has no business playing right guard, and I agree with him. None. Needs to be out on the perimeter. But you're going to have you're gonna have to move Emory Jones in. You're going to have to establish the running game. Now, Brian Kelly said that Logan Diggs was a late scratch because of some, some issues. It's a coach's decision, it being a long season. But Josh Williams had four carries for 44 yards. Other backs had four carries, didn't get much. But you're going to have to continue to find ways to get – If you can't ask Jane to do everything. He can't be your running game. He can't be your passing game. You're going to have to do a lot like what you did a year ago. You're going to have to push lines around. You have it in you. Guys, this line did it a year ago. This exact, not exact completely with Garrett Dellinger, this line pushed around Alabama. Now, the defensive line they faced, the two guys in the interior, Braden Fisk and Fabian Lovett, I told you this a week ago today. They will be the best two interior guys you will see all year. And they push you around. But you're going to have to find ways when you can't run on in the interior to get out on the perimeter even if you're not handing the ball off. Let me give an example. If Aaron Anderson would have had four or five catches for, let's not even give him 50 yards, let's just say 35, 40 yards, throwing that bubble screen out there is an extension of your running game. It's an extension of your running game. When you did things out very quick passes, to guys and playmakers in space, you want to know what Jaden Daniels went? 10 of 12, 102 yards. 10 of 12 for 102 yards. He had a batted down pass and an incompletion to Mason Taylor that he threw in the ground because he was under duress late in the game. Late in the game. Miles Frazier needs to come out 
Emory Jones needs to go to right guard. Emory Jones, I mean, uh, uh, Lancer, Lancer needs to start at right tackle. Effective immediately. See what he's got. But this running back core that had eight guys and nobody's really standing out, yeah, there was a guy that stood out. His name was Caleb Jackson. Give him some carries. See what happens. Let's move to the defense. I'm not going to blame Harold Perkins for one damn thing. Not one. He's not – he. early in the game, if you go turn on the film, when you go turn on the film of Harold Perkins early in that game, when Florida State ran right at him, two of the third three and outs that you had came off of a Harold Perkins stuff, a Harold Perkins stop at the line of scrimmage, great tackling. As the game went on, they continued to run right at him, and it was a little bit too much. It's not the problem, though. If you want to do it in early downs, get him out in coverage, okay. Guys, there were three plays that I counted in this film study where Harold Perkins was out in the slot. Harold Perkins was covering the dude in the slot. Either sometimes he'd come on a blitz, but he's lining up there. That's not where he it's not where he belongs. Now that Mason Smith has returned, on critical situations, and I know Brayden Swenson had a good game. Ovi and Gofu played pretty well at times, too. Rotate, fine, rotate guys in and out, but you're going to have to put Harold Perkins on the edge second, third downs. You're going to have to get creative with him. You will have to get creative with Harold Perkins. And if that's too much, maybe we shouldn't have an athlete to that caliber if you're not going to utilize him in a creative way, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson comes to mind a couple of years ago, which Clemson is playing right now. I don't even know that score. I don't even know that score. What's the Clemson score? Harold Perkins has got to play on the outside. The D-line, effective immediately. Savion Jones... Mason Smith, Makai Wingo, and Harold Perkins. That's it. That's it. With Jordan, a heavy Jordan Jefferson rotation. Heavy Jordan Jefferson rotation. That guy was all over the place on rundowns. You can't ask anything else from Makai Wingo. You just cannot. He played exceptional. Exceptional. But the sense camp started, the number one thing that we said from day one was this DB room was in trouble. Do you think I was lying? Do you think we were lying now? Madhouse showed no creativity whatsoever. No zone blitzes, nothing really out of the ordinary. You're running man-to-man coverage on the outside with Deuce Chestnut and Keon Coleman. Why? Why? Why are you allowing arguably, I, I would say, a top three wide receiver? And I came on this show and begged and pleaded. I had a lot of you in the chat telling me, 
Blake, we don't need Keon Coleman. You have no idea what you're talking about. The fuck I don't. The fuck I don't. Trey Harris from Ole Miss. I will, let me, now that this staff, uh, the Orgeron regime is gone, let me paint you a little picture. I'm not going to tell you who the person I talked to was. But I know that they listen to the show a lot. I begged and pleaded for them to take Trey Harris. Pleaded. Trey Harris had four touchdowns for Ole Miss. He, Trey Harris had more touchdowns at Ole Miss week one than Malik Neighbors had all of last year. On back on this defense, Matt House is going to have to get creative. If he doesn't find a way to get creative, he will be in trouble. I like Matt. I think Matt can be creative and can do good things. But when you don't go out there and recruit at that position, this is what happens. Last thing before I get to Carter in this super chat, because Carter Bryant joins us, should be joining us now. Here's the last point in all of this. When Deuce Chestnut got got beat on that last fade route for the Keon Coleman touchdown, I would have loved to see a guy like LaTerrence Welsh. If he gets burnt, he gets beat. Ashton Stamps, if he gets burnt, he gets beat. What's the difference? What is the difference? At least you're trying to make changes and get a guy out there that potentially could cover him. Didn't work that way. John Sibley Butler says the Tigers had kicked field goals inside the red zone. Would have that would have maintained the LSU momentum. Um. Yeah, I mean, potentially, John. You know, potentially. We'll ask Carter that. We'll ask Carter that. Thank you so much, buddy, for the super chat. I'll ask Carter that. I'll, I'll ask him your question. Uh, I'll have this. I'll, I'll bring it back up when Carter gets here. American Patriots says, Blake, you missed the super chat. Was you talking about John Sibley Butler? Kenny says, is B- thank you for the super chat too, Patriot. Kenny says, is BK having recruiting class? Is BK having recruiting issues? Eight three stars on on defense. Three zero Duke. How about that? I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I, I I seriously don't know. We're gonna find out soon. Let's get to Carter Bryant next. Let's talk about our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Don't go anywhere. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955 Just call 955 
Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. By the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vicnair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. We're back. I feel like I got dumped. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It, it It's hard, man. Very hard. Would you? All right, so let's just start off here. Uh, I was unable because I was on the other show to watch your film breakdown, which everybody, yeah, you know, I love Carter film breakdowns. Jane Daniels, let's start off there. Your thoughts. Yeah, you know, for how well he played versus Florida State and all the chaos last year, this was a step back in in my estimation. I, I feel as if he was good but not great. And do I think he could have played better to keep us in that shootout? Absolutely. Uh, there were a few plays early in the game that he left out on the field, Blake. We've discussed uh, that at length. But at the same time, I think people just fantasize about the absolute perfect quarterback. And the truth is that is not Jaden Daniels. And another truth it's not is not any it's quarterback. <laughs> it, 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 there's, there's no roughly, perfect quarterback. Right. But in the elite tier of QBs, there's roughly five every year. And you saw one on the opposite sideline in uh, Jordan Travis. He was phenomenal, obviously. And it then lends itself to how all of this is very cohesive in that Jordan Travis not only was the better quarterback last night, he had the better supporting cast surrounding him as well. And he did have the better play caller. So all of those things were going in Florida State's favor, Blake, in after rewatching the game and putting everything together. Should Jane have played better? Yes. I think on that very first drive, there were a few – you know, plays where I thought you just can't do what he did in that spot. But as the game moved on, as Jaden normally does, he settles in and he started playing better. He started throwing with rhythm. I thought his cross field throws to the opposite hash were really good and on time. And, you know, it, it then lends itself to what else could he have done? Well, there was a few opportunities for me, Blake, that, he could have fit a few balls in. Um, but at the same time, as you have banged the table repeatedly here, LSU's wide receivers just were not good. They the, were the thing, they were not good, dude. And the thing is, is it, it shouldn't really shock anyone. And this is going to sound very harsh. I love everybody on this team, so on and so on. But it should, no one was shocked that Kyron Lacey uh, just did not Had have a great game. Drops. And had to drop. Yeah, it, that does not shock anybody. 
what did shock me was how off kilter the Jaden Daniels and Malik neighbors chemistry was in this game. And that actually was Jaden's bread and butter. Uh, it's just thrown to Malik neighbors. Malik neighbors was the best contested catch receiver in the sec last year. And it wasn't close. And Jaden could always trust Malik to go make plays and for whatever reason, Blake, they were never on the same page outside of, of course, a few really, really nice throws. And that really, out of anything that I saw, I knew going into this game, Florida State knew going into this game, that Malik Neighbors is a tough SOB, that the guy that dropped two punts in the game last year, it's not the player that he is, he is a phenomenal wide receiver, and it it – it, it led to the interception. It led to a few fade balls that weren't where they needed to be. And they just weren't on the same page. And if you're an LSU fan, that should be the thing that shocked you the absolute most. I, I don't. So tell me if you do know this guy and if you do. Good. Yeah. Okay. So Zach yeah. Holmes says, I texted. Thank you so much, Zach, for the $20 super chat. He says, I texted Carter about this, but he wouldn't answer. <laughs> Where the where the F was Noah Kane on six plays when he got inside the five on the opening drive? He scored 10 touchdowns last year, actually 11, I think. All from inside the five-yard line, no Josh Williams or Trey Bradford. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's a very good point. And first thing, Blake, Zach is actually one of my closest friends okay, I've met good. through doing this. Well, when uh, somebody says they texted somebody and I'm always just kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know. My, my messages are stacked. Because I stayed up till 5 a.m. cutting the hour-plus-long film study on the channel. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go get a, a couple of Z's. I'm going to wake up at 10 or so. And I'm like, holy hell, it's 1.15. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really well, felt Well, I like, have two kids and was up at 7. How about that? Yeah, I know. I, I don't have anything on you because you get up every day at 5. But I, I will say this. Noah Kane, if there is one thing he's really good at, it's short yardage rushing. And he should be the short yardage guy. Josh was also a good short yardage back for LSU last year. And yes, Trey Bradford obviously started the game off with a big reception. But Blake, he he left some yards on the field. And that's rust. You know, he just doesn't have a whole lot of reps. I mean, that's this was the first time an actual game repetition. But I think that's the point of the offense and what they were trying to do. And schematically, they overcoached themselves. Carter, they overcoached themselves. You're putting a guy that hasn't played a game since 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 the shoe game. Carter, he hasn't right. played a game since the shoe game, and you're wanting him to run in between it. That's what I so I texted you this on Friday. Tell me if I'm wrong. What was my okay. biggest thing that you LSU could not do offensively? What was the number one thing? Cannot run up the middle. Cannot run up the middle. So you know what they did? They took a back that and this is on Frank a little. But they yeah, took a a back who has not played since 2020 and try to run him in that juggernaut when you have Noah Kane on the sideline. Yeah, and and look, Trey's a very explosive weapon, and he did. It's not his forte. That's not a knock on the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he did play like a few reps in 2021. It was kind of bizarre. But you are right. He really only played since the you, shoe game. You get what yeah, I mean. I you get what I mean. Yeah, right. And then and then in the old Miss game, he played a lot. And um, the next game, but you're right. In 2020, that was the last time he played competitive in game reps. 
and the the running back room is kind of a mess, Blake. It really was. Um, you know, and, and you do begin. Are, are there too many people in there? Uh, what's the status of John Emery? It's who's our short yardage guy. I mean, it, it is a little all over the place and arguably the most talented guy on the sidelines didn't get a carry. And he had been the best at some of the practices, uh, some public and, and, and not public. Now I know he had some fumble issues, but I'm a huge Caleb Jackson guy. I was a little shocked that he did not get any reps in that game, but Blake, this gets down, uh, you know, outside of Jaden Daniels, we'll, we'll t- we could talk about him ad nauseum, we could talk about Garrett Nussmeyer ad nauseum, but where I saw the major issue, and this is why I did a film study on this last Thursday on the channel, is the middle of the LSU offensive line is an issue. The entire offensive line is an issue for you me. You miss Anthony uh, Bradford really bad. Yeah, and I, Miles Frazier struggling in this game. It, it showed last year versus Florida State how he struggled against Florida State's defensive tackles, and it showed up again here uh, a little bit more often than I initially thought. He did have some really good reps, but then he also had some reps where he really, really, really struggled. So the offensive line depth isn't where it needs to be. And look, we can point the finger at Brian Kelly not having this team ready. I strongly, strongly disagreed with a lot of decisions that are 100% on him, not on the players, but he did tell us the truth this offseason that this team is not deep enough to actually do and make a national championship run, and the lack of depth really did show itself. And, Blake, I am also in agreement with you. We talked about this Florida State team really in detail these last two weeks. I highly recommend you go look at Blake's last two shows, last couple of Mondays. We did not lie to you. Florida State is a real deal team. So I do think you sometimes have to tip your hat to the team on the other sideline. Lance Hurd starts at right tackle on Saturday. I don't want to hear anything else. Yeah, if he doesn't start, he needs to play a lot. Uh, just, it, I think this Grambling game should be very, very experimental in that you really need to see where guys are at this point. And this is something that obviously the last couple of regimes have just done in general. You know, in that first non-Power 5 game, move guys around. See who can really you know step who up. Did it on, you know who did this on Saturday, to, to your point? Who did? Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Yeah, play a lot of people. Play, play a lot of different guys. See where you are. See who's really ready see who's really him um you know i want i want to see pimpton i want to see caleb jackson i want to see ashton stamps get some long run uh if these guys are killing it at practice hell we have not seen them in the game we we just have not so let's see how they look in a big spot such as that and maybe you could find a little bit more upside at some positions how soon before we see Caleb Jackson. Next game, I, I would and unless it's injury related, it, it would be. I'm t- uh, well, let me let me rephrase that question. How quickly do we see Caleb Jackson in in a somewhat of like Carter getting him seven or eight carries? Yeah, I I think I think he should play a lot in this scrambling game, a lot, because at this point, you know what Josh Williams is, you know. You, you, you got to know what Kane is. You know what John yeah. Emery is. You know what Trey yeah. Bradford is. Yeah, get get to see who uh, 
who really gives you some upside. And then obviously on the defense side of the football, uh, because, you know, I do have a hard out at, at, at eight. I'm in my major fantasy league tonight, and I'm not in the mood to draft uh, tonight. Uh, but I do I do want to bring up the defense side of the football really quickly, Blake. I heard you talking about the Harold Perkins thing. Um, I, I'm, one, I'm in one, agreement. One more, offensive, no, one more offensive thing before go we go defensively because that's the next question. I told you this on the phone today. They complete – Jaden Daniels dropping back 47 times on Saturday is not how he wins. Yeah. It's not how he wins. Carter, they got to get out of their fucking heads of doing that and get him out in space. Let him have three reads on a rollout, and if there's nothing there like he did last year against Alabama, let him run. That The offensive game plan was atrocious. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would be in the middle on that. I know it's supposed to say one way or the other. I do feel it was okay, Carter. If you can't will, run, you have to find ways to supplement it. Right. So, what I would say to that as well is one thing that I thought Florida State did really well defensively, and when I studied them. Adam Fuller, their defensive coordinator, isn't as much a concept guy as he is. I want to take away what you do well, okay? So one thing they did a really good job once they got in the red zone was they decided to not double anybody. They said, we're not doubling anybody because we don't want Jaden to run into the end zone. So he forced Jaden Daniels to actually throw a pass into the end zone for a touchdown. And we did have a few short yardage run touchdowns, but they were tooth and nail. I mean, we were barely fighting in there because they just loaded the box. So we've got to be a little bit more creative in finding ways to convert those opportunities. Um, but yes, I, I, I'm in the middle on the offensive game plan. I would have liked to have seen more of what they did in the first play of the game, a little bit more leak kind of plays where you can get some easy completions to really get the offense going. I'm going to retract my atrocious. I do think there was a lot of good things that they did, but they missed them. They missed them. Yeah. Let's get to Harold Perkins, and, and thank you, Dane, for the super yeah. chat. Carter, early Harold Perkins had a lot of good run stops, a lot of good ones. He he yeah. forced multiple three and outs on stops. Don't believe me? Go turn on the goddamn film. Yeah. After At the end of it, though, they were running right at him. The simple nature that we had him in the slide on a couple plays and he's not rushing Jordan Travis on third down. Like, everything that you told me was bullshit then. I get the spy. I get the the, the yeah. things that you're doing. Carter, He if, if, if the spy is not working in the first half, get away from it. Okay. No, I'm 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 with you. you no, know. I'm not talking that about you. I'm just saying you got to do something no. different, right? No, you're right. I still want to see what the off-ball project looks like and maybe a different game, see what it's like versus Grambling. But I do believe he is best served on the edge. I also think it's a little bit more of a complex problem than people want. For to, note, to, though, I'm yeah. not telling him to get out of there. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'm not – you got a Michael Parsons him. Yeah. Yeah, Blake, I, I just I just think for me, when it when it when it comes to Harold Perkins, one thing that he struggled with was when the game started to get really tough, they 
just kept coming at him with counters, having him be the counter backer to make the tackle from the backside. And he struggled. He really, really, really struggled. Now, what I will say is... And what people don't realize in counter, people kept saying, well, Omar Spates, Omar Spates. His job is on that counter to take on that block so the backside backer gets there, a.k.a. Harold Perkins. So just so we're understanding, okay, and this is going to be a little technical. Carter, when that guard and tackle pulls, the linebacker has to feel what they call feel. His responsibility is to not go and make the tackle. When you do, you get beat. A.K.A. Florida, if you remember a couple of years ago, when all LSU did was run counter right at him. That is his ability. They made Harold Perkins play linebacker, and it bit him in the ass. Yeah, and to the, the, the next point is outside of Harold Perkins, um, Makai Wingo was obviously my highest graded defensive player. I give grades. Without him. question. Yeah, he was, he was phenomenal. Um, and the secondary, I do agree. They, they need to try. All, all right, let's, let, let's go there. Yeah, they need to try. They need to try everything now. Uh, open it up. See, see who really wants to step up and take advantage of those reps. Um, Carl, what's the in, difference in Deuce Chestnut getting beat by Keon Coleman? Which, by the way, I'm I'm getting to him with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the difference of Deuce Chestnut getting mossed in the back of the end zone for a second time? And not having LaTerrence Welsh out there to see what he can give you. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen him get some run at the end. And I also was very critical of LaTerrence Welsh in this film study on one of the special teams reps, so you could check it out for yourself. But I will say th- th- they need to see what he has. Uh, they need to see what everyone has at this point in this next game. I want to see all different types of bodies out there. Um, and one thing I hope for in this next week's game versus Grambling, that Grambling gives them a little bit more of a look because Southern really helped out with some of the self-inflicted wounds that they had. I mean, Carter, would... Garrett Nussmeyer threw a pick six, and we still yeah. won by 50. Exactly. So, right. you know, I I'm, and I have a lot of friends that went to Grambling, so I, it's it's going to be fun, obviously, Eddie Robinson and the history of all that. Right. Uh I, I'm I'm really excited to see this team, right? And I hope it's competitive because my as you know, last year we're we're coming up on a year anniversary of Lemony Twang, believe it or not. Oh, are we? Yeah. My my aunt was a Southern grad, she was super excited. Uh and she didn't know she went viral. So she was Yeah, she, she was, went super viral. Yeah, she she's she she was a proud Southern Jack. Dude, she you know so we excited. had a hundred or uh, like close to a hundred thousand Listens on that with Lemony Twang. With Lemony Twang, it, 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 nothing beats it, baby. Uh, but yeah, you know, Blake. Before before I get out of here, I'm sorry, I got I got to skedaddle here in a second. I will say this, okay. Ultimately, they had the better team. They brought in what looks to be a the best portal league. class in the country. Yeah, th- this th- that looked like a pretty legendary portal class. Um, and it didn't shock me Keon Coleman had the game that he did because his Michigan State career was nothing Carter, short of how much did we talk about him being a dude and everybody in our chat saying he isn't? Yeah, I mean, I'd, it, Malik better watch out. I mean, Malik's the number two receiver in the country. 
I still believe Malik is the number two receiver in the country behind Harrison, but Keon Coleman is right there. I mean, he is really freaking good. Mm-hmm. And I still believe I still believe Malik's gonna have a great year and hopefully these issues get solved. Um I was really blown away by his talent and what he did at Michigan State. I will also say this about LSU. Brian Kelly has got to do a better job of putting together four-quarter performances. And one thing that you do see with this team, okay, when and, – and, and look, games – we have a small sample size of games, all right? Up to this point in the Brian Kelly regime, we've had 15 games, yeah, right? Yeah, 10 and 15. Four, yeah, so we've had the games. When you split them up into halves – that's what I like to do because it increases the sample. Uh, agreed. Right? right. We have had too many bad halves. Agreed. And he, he would he would admit to that. And that's got to be solved, right? You can't have Jekyll and Hyde halves where your team plays very well in the first half. And then in the second half. Goes scoreless do, pretty much. One of the most – Weirdest halves in LSU history. I would have never thunk, even though I thought Florida State was a great team, I would have never thunk they would go on a 31 to 0 run. That is absolutely insane. I want people to process how dominant that is. That is not only potentially them having an absolutely stacked team, which I do believe everybody watching this can take their LSU fandom off and their hatred for Florida State to say that they are very good. And I'm tired of hearing, well, no, they're an ACC team. So was 2018 Clemson, and that's one of the best teams I've ever seen, okay? I don't give a, I don't give a shit what co- conference they're in. They could be in the freaking um, Pac-2. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a special freaking team that we saw. And – you know, that does give me something. But still, LSU has got to play better on their end. And if they don't, you got to start asking a bunch of very difficult questions. So, like, like, and we'll pick this up next week. Like, what? Well, you got to start asking not only about the players, but everything structurally, right? What, how do, how do we, how do we go about our play calling? How do we go about, you hear that? Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Uh, uh, no, okay. Uh, how do we go about everything? Did you fart? No, no, no. My my fantasy draft has started. It's, All right, it's, i get you out of here. Get you out of here. Get you out of here. Bye. I will, I will say this. Let's go. Jaden, LSU, I still believe in you. I love this team more than anything, and I can't wait to see the band Saturday night in Death Valley. We'll see you, bud. See you. Carter the Power Bryant. Let's do this. Let's Because I have one more comparison piece that I want to give to about LSU. Uh, we do got to get to a break, though. I do have to get to a break. Let's talk about a good friend, Carol Falls, over at State Farm. We return right after that. Why you shouldn't just completely write off this team. We talk about that next. Guys, you might know my good friend, Carol Falls, and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor, after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto 
home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. In 2017, Ed Orgeron would lead LSU to Starkville, and LSU would get blown out. You remember there was a, a, a... I forget the kid's name, uh, but he wore 45. I'm sure you guys can help me in the chat. uh, Michael Divinity. There was a really bad Michael Divinity um, targeting call. LSU got creamed, so on and so forth. LSU in that same season would take on a team in Georgia. Yeah, that Georgia. Before, I guess, technically, they were Georgia. Number two team in the country, they would beat them at home. What I'm telling you is, is this. Even last year versus Tennessee, you got blown out. You got absolutely curb stomped. You got 1,000% curb stomped. You still won the West. There's a lot of things that you got to fix. A lot of things that you got to change. If the DB that's out there now can't cover, then you're going to have to rotate guys and find out what dude in real live action in games is a guy that can make plays for you. If it's a true freshman, then it's a true freshman. If he's a three-star, who gives a damn? You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. You got to find out what works. You've been in situations and seasons before that you've gotten beat handily and you responded in the right way. The only thing that you can do now, the if you're LSU, there's only one thing you can do. Everything else is burning your ships and the analogy that the Vikings, when they would go into battle, when they would pull up on the enemy shores, they would burn their ships because there is no turning back. You just got to, you got to, as hard as it is, you got to flush it and move forward. Because you play Grambling, and then the following week, you go to Starkville. You go to Starkville. The SEC opponents are among you. It's here. There is no tomorrow. You got to, when you lace everything up tomorrow in practice, flush it and continue to move on. There's going to have to be a very deep discussion in that coaching staff and in that coaching room on how they utilize the quarterbacks. If you want to use and do the things that you're doing in the passing game, yeah, okay, Jane Daniels is not the kind of guy for that if you're not going to get him out in space and let him run. It's not his game. It's not his game. Can he Can he be better? Has he gotten better at sitting in the pocket and throwing? Yes. But it's not. he's not going to win you games like that. You got to utilize him like you did a year ago. And if you do that, if you actually do that, you'll be all right. All right. Yeah, Welsh Toviano Hughes. You got to find somebody. It's just a comparison. It's it's just a comparison. Pulse up. I'm just saying that you've had bad losses before to a worser team, to a team that's worse than the Florida State team that you played. You played Tennessee and, got again, got curb stomped. They beat Alabama, and then so do you. 
That's why transitive properties don't work. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's go watch Clemson and Duke. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.